water. Earth. Fire. Air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. A podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated to Bending the Elements, a novice leaders podcast here with Isaac and Caleb. And up front, uh, you know, cards facing up on the table. We are doing this not as one big video, maybe, asterisk. Audio. And uh, audio, thank you. But instead, we're doing this in parts because this guy does not want to do, like I said, uh, or as I said, we're not going to do a seven hour long discussion or else you know i I don't know who would listen to that but there's probably somebody out there who would or who would want to edit it or who would want to sit to record it there (laughs) definitely is that that is the case so for now we have uh the title card book three fire chapter 19 sozin's comment part two the old masters in front of us so we're going to continue from basically where we left off but it's also its own episode and uh caleb who wrote this episode Oh, this one was written by Aaron Ehaz, and I did not write down who directed this one for some reason. I think it was, if I remember correctly, Joaquin Dos Santos. Uh, Should I look it up? Yeah, you should look it up, because I think it was him. Okay, sure. Or maybe it was the other guy. (laughs) I say other guy. Yeah. (laughs) There's been quite a few. Yeah, and this one was directed by Giancarlo Volpe. That's who it was. Thank you very much. Yeah, returning... Yet again, yeah. I don't know if this is his last. Oh, good question. Good question. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, up front, I haven't seen the other two because again, you know, we're doing these, you know, separately. So we haven't gotten to them yet, even though we'd like to keep the illusion up of like, oh yeah, no, we're all doing this like same day. It's like, no, we're not doing this all the same day. Uh, and this one was animated by Moy Animation. And here's a summary. The coming arrival of Sozin's Comet still lingers over our group of heroes, as we see the aftermath of the splitting of their ranks. Aang finds himself exploring the strange island he was drawn to in the previous episode, and also continues to navigate the difficult emotional tasks of coming to terms with whether or not he'll kill the Phoenix King Ozai. And in order to come to this decision, he pulls from within himself the various prior incarnations of the Avatar, hoping to find one of them that shares his opinion on a non-lethal solution. But one by one, the different avatars explain the dangers of inaction and remind him of the role the avatar serves, not just for the person who holds the power, but for the rest of the world that relies on their strength. And while Aang mounts disappointment upon disappointment, we see the rest of the team, led by Zuko, as they're forced to redirect their search away from the lost avatar and go instead after his uncle. He finds himself also facing a difficult emotional task, worried how he'll face him after the shame of his betrayal. But before he can confront that, they arrive at a barrier which holds the hidden ranks of the Order of the White Lotus. And there they meet some familiar faces from their past adventures. 
King Bumi returns and explains his reversing of the occupation within the city of Amashu. Master Paku greets Katara and Sokka, now as their grandfather, while Sifu Piandao greets his previous student with honor, and even our old pal Zhang Zhang is there to say hello. But before we can discover how Zuko's meeting with his uncle goes, first we'll cut back over to Aang as he arrives at the final conclusion to his question. Exhausting the voices of the Avatar's past, Aang finds one more voice to take in for consideration. He realizes that the island he's found himself on resides on the back of a great lion turtle, and meeting the turtle face to face, he asks how he can stop the Fire Lord without taking his life. And finding an answer similar to the ones of his prior incarnations, he finally comes to terms with the fact that he will have to face the Fire Lord and bring about his end. And for Zuko, at last he's reunited with his uncle, at first unable to speak to him. But when he does, he finds himself a flood of emotion, and Ira meets him with an embrace. And together again, Zuko tells him of their plight and gives his request that Iroh lead the assault on Ozai. Iroh declares that not only should he not be the one to end the life of the Phoenix King, but he also shouldn't be the one to ascend to the throne once it's done. Instead, he goes to free Bossing Sei from the Fire Nation rule. The team splinters further as Zuko and Katara head off to the Fire Nation capital to take on Azula, and the rest of the gang head off to the Fire Fleet, hoping to remove that weapon from the Fire Nation arsenal. And as the episode comes to a close, we see the comet finally arrive, and we'll get into all those details and more in The Old Masters. The Old Masters. By the way, I did look this up. This was Giancarlo's final episode for... uh... Avatar Last Airbender. Well, Jean, you have uh, done an amazing job directing all these episodes, or all the episodes you've done. Uh, I can't remember any of them off the top of my head, but you definitely uh, left an impression on us. Absolutely. Yep. And same thing, I guess I didn't, maybe I didn't mention it last episode, but yeah, same with Ethan Spaulding. Yeah, and, and Giancarlo, by the way, directed your favorite of the season so far, The Firebending Masters. That's right. He did do that. So again, from the bottom of my heart, and all the other, you know, animators over in Korea. Thank you very much yes. for that episode. This is not the overview you just yet. I feel like it is. <laughs> oh, um, I know. <laughs> it's getting hard to separate the individual episodes from coming towards the yard end summation because we're so close now. It uh, gets mixed up sometimes in my head. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Uh, so uniquely, again, if 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 all of you can, maybe if you're like. I, I I have no idea how they, actually yeah if you're watching the whole thing on the Blu-ray so if you're watching you know the whole compilation or just you know super cut of the Silson's Comet on the Blu-ray there I guess yeah you can uh go from the last video to or the sorry the last commentary to this one or discussion excuse me from that audio episode to this audio episode and get it to whatever stamp or just get ready for us to you know start uh legally illegally purchase copies physical or digital and uh just press play right now because there's no more whistler sun i'm sad (laughs) yeah unless we're doing the netflix version which is what i'm assuming most of our listeners are probably using streaming and they separate them oh yeah i guess so oh do they do they still have whistler sun up there yeah they they do the sozans common for individual episodes well, yeah, they're going to just be like, <laughs> yeah, Isaac, you, you knucklehead. Like, how come you're not, you know, how come you're not using Netflix? Because, well, anybody doesn't remember, uh, 
no more password sharing for Netflix. Not that that means anything. That might be too much inside baseball. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, and, and plus this our Blu-ray version looks far superior to the version on uh, Canadian Netflix. Uh, you know, yeah, fair enough. There, there is that yeah. too. It's a TV rip. But yeah, let's jump into the episode. So in the last episode, we saw Zuko take Team A to this uh, this little tavern in the woods. And he had his eyes set on June, a bounty hunter that he's worked with in the past, as his new key to find the Avatar. Yeah, Aang went, he, he went off, the, he went AWOL uh, somehow, or did he go AWOL? Who knows? Mm. Um, or it's like he ended up on some landmass or something like that in some jungle, and then it's mysteriously vanished. Who knows where that what happened there? So Zuko's they all went looking for him, so they needed to find somebody uh to help track him. Obviously, that was Zuko because they were like, Oh yeah, you can you were you were the one that hunted down uh Aang pretty well there. And he used uh, hired June mostly for her sheer shoe instead of uh herself, of course. Yeah. And so he's decided to go back to her and immediately, you know, they're like, Really, you wanna go you wanna work with this chick? Like um, I like the the bit where June's like, oh, I see you uh, work things out with your girlfriend. And referring to Katara, if you remember with the whole like in Bato the Water Tribe, uh, with like he had the, her betrothal necklace, and it's like, oh, it's your girlfriend's. And it's like that's not the case. Yeah, and I like that. I I thought it was rude that she called uh, Ira the creepy grandpa. I was like, hey, he's not creepy. That's just mean. Well, remember he was hitting on her a bit in that one, so she may have felt a little bit That's uncomfortable fair. over that so i can That's see fair. her justification it's like yeah fair enough hey like you said uh he enjoys the pleasures of the flesh oh no but she's well yeah let's maybe not go in that direction and, and remember as we as we uh heard from toff last episode she has flawless skin <laughs> yeah and at first she really doesn't seem interested she's like okay last time i worked with you you know it didn't work out so great and this is a waste of my time doesn't sound like a very fun you know use of my time and but she's eventually swayed once Zuko points out that, OK, you know, maybe it's not about funny games. How about helping us stop the end of the world? And so that gets her attention somehow. Again, they don't hire her for any pavement or anything like that. So doesn't seem like it was a great uh, transaction there. Or good agreement. Well, we see that they, they sort of those details off screen. They bring out a contract. Asaka takes care of it. He's the, the ideas man, the businessman. And outside, we see Appa. He's also trying to reestablish some connection with this uh, this sheer shoe, the Simlix. Uh, dominance, actually, really, because uh, if you remember, yeah, him and uh, Nyla, by the way, that's her name there. Didn't realize it was a she. Uh, Nyla, there, they uh, they had their little spats. They had their little battle back in uh, back in Batel or the Water Tribe. Yeah, so maybe yeah, setting up. Uh, okay, this is if we're gonna work together. Then we need to figure out that the one with the bigger tongue is the one in charge. Well, he's got a wide tongue, but Nala's got a pretty long tongue, so it's kind of up in the air for like which one has <laughs> the bigger tongue. Air quotes. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, but so right away they're like, okay, look, let's see if this this sheer shoe got that. She's got that great nose. Let's see if she can sniff out that old avatar. Best snoofer in the world. Yeah, but the sniffing skills. I mean, they can only do so much. You know, you kind of have to exist in the regular world. You can't be off in some sort of spirit, uh, spirit adventure. So, guys, yeah, it's not working out so great at the start. And yeah, she starts basically, you know, orbiting the the, the boomerangs in June, uh, just 
golden circles. And it's like, hmm, well, that's uh, that that means only one thing. Uh, he non-existence. Not not like you know not like the uh, the was the the family version of of death. No, 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 just like actual non-existence. Yeah, I do like that. He's like sniffing around them, like, okay, is he right here? Easy uh, find. Oh no, he's not here. Must be uh, not in, not in existence. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a cliffhanger there for us to j- switch POVs and jump over to uh, Floating Island. I guess we'll call it for now. This landmass lost at sea. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, this this feels like a piece of of our world because that looks very much like a just a regular chipmunk, not any sort of chimeric uh, version. Yeah, potentially there there's that case where it's like, oh yeah, no, that's 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 true. It may it could be a legit chipmunk or it could be a chimeric beast. Who who knows? Yeah, and Momo starts immediately chasing this guy, sees him, and I was wondering, was Momo chasing him to get the chipmunk or to get the seed that the chipmunk was eating? Which one was he going for there? Both. <laughs> he's like it was stripes that'll be fun to play with uh, but so Aang he's walking around he's like wait a minute like in the last episode we saw that he arrived here without you know his awareness that he was going here and now he's confused trying to figure out what exactly this strange place is this, this floating island and he wonders if, is this the spirit world he then tests as if everybody is rotten when in the spirit world you have no bending there mm. so he airbends and he, he well he airbends so it's like okay so i'm not in the spirit world the good deduction skills at least uh in that and so he's like i need to get like a better sense of my surroundings so let's go to the top uh the crux and or the the, the big hump basically peak of this island and so he makes his way up there and we cut back to the boomerangs with june at the bar yeah just before we completely move away from Aang, i wanted to say i think it was a great choice bringing momo along as, as, a, as a writing tool now Aang can uh, speak aloud, speak to somebody, kind of tell us what he's feeling and thinking. And Momo is always a fun just just image on the screen with his big eyes. You have uh, you are thinking the right things there, bud, because uh, that is literally what you know Brian and and Michael were thinking uh, when they were doing the commentary for this, where they're like, "It's it is pretty smart that we brought Momo along, or else it looked kind of would be a little weird, even for this this show, which has some more serious elements to it every now and then, where it's like all of a sudden he's just talking to himself. It's like, yeah, I mean, we could we could have had inner dialogue or inner monologue that would have been kind of cool for once, but yeah, no, they're definitely right, especially with as they said, yeah. We, we both have dogs so it's like and we talk to our dogs like that's true i talk to my cat all the time i sometimes talk in his voice so it's like or ex- pretend that he has a voice every now and then so it's like yeah no that, that definitely makes sense but i mean even right now it's like you and i i <laughs> i have you in headphones right now <laughs> so if my family hears anything it's just like isaac you're talking to yourself <laughs> yeah and i think i was especially clued into this because today i watched this movie called uh, stranger in our house starring linda blair and she spends most of the movie alone. She's kind of isolated from everyone because she realizes that this person that's moved into their house is a witch, but no one believes her. So she's investigating on her own. And she's constantly walking around going like, like, oh, I know she's a witch. And she'll be looking around the room like, what's this? And she'll read it out loud. And I'm like, you're supposed to be sneaking right now. Stop just speaking to the audience. <laughs> Very much breaks the suspension of uh, disbelief, that movie all over the place. They have an, you know, they honestly would have an easy jump scare right there if they like if she held it up to the camera and then we had to quickly read it. Um, I don't know how that would work in dubs. I guess they'd have that on like they'd have the, I guess, 
different language on screen. I have no idea. And then like, you know, a loud noise can happen and bam, you have a jump scare. Yeah. Or, or they could have even just done it like in her head. She looks at it and then we hear it. Yeah. In her monologue. But instead just a flat shot of her standing in the middle of the room, just reading it. It's like, Oh, come on. <laughs> but anyway, it's enough about that, that movie not recommend. Um, but Linda Blair is great. Um, uh, but so we cut back to the rest of the, the boomerangs and yeah, they're a little crestfallen. They're like, Oh man, we thought this was a surefire hit to uh, locating our, our, our fire Lord killer. So who else can we think of that might be able to kill that, that old fire Lord. And before, before we, we do that, he, Sokka does ask the obvious of like, so is he dead? And they do <laughs> say like, is he dead? And then, um june replies no because if he was dead we could still find him because he still would have a scent to him it's like okay that's fair they established the rules there they're giving us like um which makes sense like a a, a body a s- dead corpse a few hours you know for a few hours probably could still give off a scent before it starts to decontaminate uh after a while oh yeah and so that that also explains like wherever ang is it's like weird and when i say weird i'm talking like hp lovecraft weird yeah in some way separated from our regular reality yeah no not even spirit worlds like something's up there so Mm. that definitely uh that definitely adds the uh not suspense but the mystery the air of the mystery of where ang is yeah but you mentioned uh you know something about uh, uh giving off a scent something lingering and leaving even after being uh, gone for a long time. Yeah, Zuko starts to fixate on, okay, the only other person that I know who might have a chance of killing that old Fire Lord is my great uncle, you know, my, my wonderful uncle Iroh. He's got that uh, that strong bod that we saw last time before he escaped. I don't know if Zuko saw that he got so ripped. But either way, he's like, okay, maybe, maybe we can use the sheer shoe to track down him instead. And he goes through his stuff, like, what do I got that's his? And he pulls out an old sweaty... Uh, singular sandal. Which I gotta wonder, where is he keeping that thing all this time? Is it wrapped up in like a bundle or what's, what's going on there? They ask, even Brian and Michael ask, uh, don't worry, that's the, it's, it's not just, that's that's the, that, you know where it was? It was in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. There you go, there you go, absolutely. Um, I think, this is, this is too much, but I, I wonder if that's the sandal for all the way back from uh, in the spirit world. Back in book one, chapter seven. Uh, no, I don't remember. That was, yeah, that's a good question, but been too long for me. Yep. But so we see a, 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 a quite pretty little montage of them traversing the land. We have June in the sheer shoe going along a, a terra firma. And up in the skies, we see a beautiful bison and the crew all flying along. And there's some pretty good stuff here. I, I feel like if I was watching this as a big TV movie, there'd be a nice kind of epic scope during this section here you're like a fellowship of the rings montage now i i do have maybe one complaint like uh, Mm, here we go hear me me out on this so maybe not a complaint (laughs) but definitely something i have to point out here so as they're as they're going along um they pretty much just like you know run the countryside right like they go between here and then they like stop at the uh front wall or one of the walls uh, broken walls actually of uh bossing say make it to bossing say and here's my thing. They said in the previous episode, or, you know, if you're watching this, or if you watch the whole thing, 
remember that Ozai stated that, you know, Bossing Se is under their control and they have like most of like the Earth Kingdom also under their control. Would they have not run into any like security checkpoints or any any troops or patrols like on the way or did they avoid that? Well, I guess the Sure Shoes got such a great sense of smell. They could probably smell if they're going to come across something and redirect, I would think. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, remember, Nala is blind, or Nyla is blind, excuse me, inherently. It's only by scent she can uh, perceive the world. Obviously, maybe they relayed that message to June, and obviously June pro- herself probably perceived, oh, there's some, you know, there's a Fire Nation control over there. Like, there, those troops are over there. So they just go a different way. Uh, same thing with the boomerang. So that was just my only, like, curiosity of, like, I wonder, but obviously they could have just avoided that for sake of time because they only have so long. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, they stop at this 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 great wall of Bossing Say, I guess. And June's like, okay, your uncle, he's somewhere close here. He's 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 right beyond this wall, pretty much. And then what? They just take off. She's like, okay, well, job's done. I'm not gonna, I guess, send my check in the mail. Yep. That's that's it. She's like, you know, he's he's just beyond those walls, but I don't want to stay around here. So obviously, Scout's honor will take her word as uh, the truth, and you know, just rushes off. Like that's it. So then Zuko's like, all right, to the rest of the boomerangs. Let's. Uh, it's been a long day. The hop is probably tired. Let's not make him any more tired. Let's uh, let's have a rest here. So they all break uh, at the foot of the destroyed wall. Yeah, then we switch perspective again, and we, we're back on Mysterious Island. And as, as Aang is walking along, just, I guess, maybe he's trying to make his way to the other side of it and to see if he can find anything uh, on that side. He comes across a strange clearing in the the path here, this giant hexagon, which I think is a pretty cool image. And th- this whole island, by the way, I think just looks great. I love all the woods, the big trees, some beautiful stuff there. And it almost looks like this hexagon is like the interior of an old tree or something kind of has that look to me yeah carving almost yeah and he attempts to earth bend he's like okay so i i have bending and all but i need to see if this is made of rock because he says a hexagon so it's like okay so it's probably hexagon so it's made of must be made of earth he, he bends the earth there's no earth he's like mm. huh what the heck? Huh. What what he doesn't know is that there's a hatch that's on the other side of the hexagon beyond the trees. A hatch, you say? Oh no, that, that's uh, hmm. exactly. Anyways, so he's like, all of a sudden he gets this like, I guess he rolls an idea check if this were Call Cthulhu, and he's like, wait a minute, I need advice. Wait a second, the avatars. I'm made up of you know. 10,000 other people, right? Or however many so <laughs> people. So it's like, I can just use their knowledge, right? It's like, well, I guess you could have used that. Like, you could have come up with that idea last episode. Yeah, and so he sits down and he he, he called. He's like, okay, let's let's dial into Roku, see if he's uh, nearby. Maybe he can sit down with me and have a little chat. And see what this place is. Yeah, and I frequently don't get or I don't frequently get Star Wars inklings a lot with, with this show. Seriously? Despite what might come up <laughs> in these podcasts. Okay, fair enough. As like, a, as like a direct, when I'm watching it, like, oh, that looks like Star Wars. But just the image of ghostly blue Roku sitting there like that, I was almost like, oh, where's like his tennis shoes? When's he going to go sit on a little uh, little log? I was flashing right back to Return of the Jedi. 
Uh, do you have any of that? Or <laughs> I mean, I never knew about the tennis shoes. Um, are, are they visible in that? I guess we'll point them out when we do Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I, I think you can see them. Maybe that's just my memory. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I actually never knew what Obi-Wan wore in Episode 4. So... Because I never really saw his shoes or his boots. No. But I don't think they hide him as well in uh, Return of the Jedi. Especially when he goes sit down that that log thing. It's like, oh, there's his shoes right there. What the hell? <laughs> I think I was more looking at his face when I was a kid. Just like, <laughs> oh, it's what you want. So I like focused on what he was saying rather than like looking all around. No, basically, Roku, you know, Aang is like, oh, like, hey, like there you are. Like, I'm, I'm calling for you guys. And Roku's like, Yes, yeah, saying, you know, all, all of us are, we're inside you, and yeah, like, look look around you. What do you see in your surroundings here? Aang obviously asks the question, where am I? And Roku's like, I don't know. Uh, and then he redirects saying, like, but there seems to be something that's troubling you. What is a mess with you? Um, I gotta kill my father. I mean, I gotta kill Zuko's father, excuse me. <laughs> Just to lay in the, the, those, those further Return of the Jedi ideas. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, it's fair, you know, we're, we're coming close to the end. I mean, that was the end of that, that, that series, you know, it's time to start bringing things around. Why not? Um, but before actually, so what do you think of the transition, by the way, you probably liked it, but what do you think of the transition when, uh, Roku appeared, uh, like a spirit flowed, uh, out of Aang's body and he changed the, the coloring of the, the entire scene. I thought that was quite cool. And I, I liked that it almost looked like, uh, like a mist floating out of him. Yep. I definitely enjoyed that as well. If if he were to have like if he were burning incense or something like that, he would have kind of. If you remember what Zhang Zhang did in the um, uh, what is it the the firebending not the firebending what was it? the deserter there we go. If you remember that when he appeared, I thought it would be like that where he's burning incense and then all of a sudden like the incense would form into the image of him. <laughs> uh, but this time it just like the haze came from <laughs> the purple haze uh, came from uh, Ang's body. Yeah, it came it came from within there you go so but yeah i I remember brian said he uh, in the commentary enjoyed uh how the uh the look came out how how it came turned out excuse me and how the color shifting worked so and i I agree with that it was really nice but then we quickly jump away from their conversation and go back to the boomerangs who are uh, fast asleep on appa and toff in her makeshift tent or in her tent excuse me by the way i love the little shot of like oh look how peaceful they are and there's uh uh, Suki and Sokka sleeping together there. That looks nice. And then, yeah, just Toph off to herself with her hand placed firmly on the ground. Always, I guess she's a lookout for them. One ear always on the ground. Yeah, and her lookout skills notify her, uh, you know, just you know, maybe a few seconds too late. Notices just as the attack comes on, or, or what could be an attack, I should say, as their little camp is surrounded by a, a ring of fire. I'm I'm not saying it. I'm not, I was waiting. Even, though, even though I could, even though I could, I'm not going to do it this time. Um, but surrounding them, instead of like you know immediately thinking, oh it's, shoot, it's the Fire Nation. This time it's something different. It's allies. It's mm. people we've seen before. For we have Master Piando, Master Paku, uh, Master Zhongzhong, and we have Bumi of uh, King of Amashu. Yeah, he's a master in his own right, master, uh, master boom. He's a master in his own right. Am I? You're not right. You're not. You're definitely not wrong there. But it's just like, huh? 
Okay, well, I would like uh, an explanation as to how all of you are here and where who your tailors are, because holy smokes, I love your outfits. Yeah, yeah, the old masters, I guess they all have their own same old tailor. Hmm, sounds like the title. I was going to ask, which one do you think is the old masters? Those guys are the Aang guys, or do you think it's covering both? I think it's that... <laughs> I think the audience knows this by now, but like not even the audience, but I think every fan knows this by now, but it's it's both. It's a reference to both. Uh if you're talking like who the oldest is, I mean, well, I'm assuming it's Yang Chen because because she's like quite a quite a ways like quite a while ago. But if we're talking presently, it'd probably be Boomy because he's like about Aang's age, so like 112-ish. Well, that's a good question. I don't know if Aang is older than Boomy. Hmm. Yeah, we don't we don't actually know. Like, well, we obviously saw them in a flashback together, but like, I assume, like I don't know if Boomy was older than Aang or if Aang uh, Yang was or Boomy was younger than him. So, but he's well over a hundred years old. Yeah, but yeah, no, we'll definitely pick up on more of those old masters. But first, we have to switch gears to another old uh, master in particular, and that is uh, Roku. Back on the island. And Aang's putting the questions to him about the same stuff he's been worried about for a while, about the fact that he has to put the killing to uh, a certain Fire Lord, swing the uh, the executioner's axe, or uh, I don't know, <laughs> some other phrase of yeah, murder. If the galaxy were to be free, Luke, you must kill Darth Vader, even if he is your father. Whoops, sorry, Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> in order to free the entire world, Aang, you must kill Zuko's father. <laughs> Yep. I'm your father, Zuko. Oh, I'm an Aang. Uh, I mean, uh, (laughs) not related at all distantly because, you know, obviously the whole Roku connection uh, with which have they said that with each other, by the way? I don't think they ever mentioned that, that Zuko is, you know, biologically related to uh, just, well, I don't want to say distantly, but yeah. Well, not biologically. uh, Well, it's his great great grandfather yeah but spirit because it's a spiritual reincarnation not not biological oh yeah yeah of course but but no yeah i don't think that has come up that is interesting yeah i don't even know if roku knows that either interesting anyway um so but and yeah ask the question of like i need some advice can is there any other way i need that third option and roku you know speaks of how you know in his time he was disciplined and restrained and because of that, uh, he did. It was what allowed uh, Sozin to go out and kind of expand. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that is a quick like, not a fix, but I wonder if that like puts a pin or takes a pin out of what we were talking about back when the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yeah, he. Yeah, he blames himself for not seeing the dangers coming for them and allowing the war to go forward. If he had just taking the moment to kind of nip that in the bud before it ever got started. None of this would have happened. There you go. And so he's, he's firmly on the line of, yeah, don't make the same mistake I did be decisive. And if you see that fire Lord, you know, uh, put a, put a rock right through his eye. You must be decisive by the way. Also good use of clip show. Like, yeah, yeah. At least, at least in this instance, I know what we're about to do going forward will not be a full-on clip show but like this is also a really good like instance of clip show because it's the same images and reused images but with the with a voiceover and with new context to it yeah and reaffirming i mean that that story was in its way about 
don't be indecisive, you know, understand that even if this isn't what you want to do, don't let that, don't let your heart misguide you from the reality of what the role of the, the avatar is, the duty to protect. Understand your place in the world in that, like, it's not about you, it's about the world yeah. itself. Uh, you have to let go of your humanity, which is very interesting if we compare that and contrast that also with what, you know, uh, Guru Patik was, was referring to as well. Yeah, but let's first uh, switch gears and look at some other potential gurus or uh, or teachers in their way as we get the other old masters, the uh, the group of gray hairs and Piandao. What are you talking about? Yeah, Piano's got a beautiful <laughs> like head of hair there. We talking about man like sorry, the white hairs and Piandao. <laughs> weird like oreos or but it's the reverse though between boomy and jong chong and then like there's piandao with his like chocolate hair so it's like vanilla it's the vanilla chocolate uh oreo instead and then i guess i don't know pianda or uh, paku is just the salt yeah but uh katara she you know wanting to break the ice she goes up to, to honor all these men and first she goes up to uh master paku and she's like, oh, it's good to see you, Master. And he's like, oh, don't just call me Master. What about Grandpa Paku? Or what does he say? Not Grandpa. That's what. No, it's uh, like, how about a hug? Because I am now your grandfather. There there you go. Holy yes. smokes. Yeah, then it's up to Sokka to, to ruin the, the wonderful moment. Because Katara is so excited. And Sokka's excited too. But he takes it to uh, yeah the awkward place. Trying to come up with a new nickname for him. Gramp Gramp or yeah. Was it Grandpaku? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'll pass on that. Yeah. And then we get a little, not reunion, but uh, yeah, Tara gets to introduce us. Yeah. Uh, gets to introduce Zuko, excuse me, to Zhang Zhang uh, as Aang's first firebending teacher. Very interesting. That's, that's true, though. Yeah. No, I like that moment. I like that they brought him back. I wasn't expecting to see it. I'd forgotten that he was in this. And that's it. He just says Zhang Zhang. And that's it. It's like, oh, come on. Say something as well, man. Like, say, you know, like, how you been? Like, what'd you do? Hey, did you, <laughs> you and Zuko can have a uh, uh, conversation about what happened to Zhao and how he got, like, grabbed by the ocean spirits. Um, no, okay. Now we're just going, moving forward to seeing Master Piandao. Always mm -hmm. nice to see him, of course. And again, nothing else about that. Just like <laughs> mm -hmm. only only Paku is the one to get like, you know, words out. And of course, same thing with Boomy in a second. Yeah, uh, some chuckles. Definitely stating, you know, and the, the boomerang's question. Hey, what's what's up with like, you know, why are you guys here? What's 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 going on here? And Boomy's like, oh, you know, all old people know each other. It's like, I don't exactly <laughs> know about that. I could see why old people might know each other because they're all from like a similar era. Cause, so that's why they like group together it's like ah you remember the good old days because that's all what human history has to offer right now with with old people anyway um just as a funny little side story here i was, t I was talking about this line with my uh, my partner just like oh like in my experience surprisingly a lot of the old people in my life have just randomly known each other and we were wondering about our two dads because they grew up around the same area they it turns out had some mutual friends that we didn't know that they had until randomly her dad came over to help us move. And our painter, who was an old man, an old friend of my dad's, well, he didn't happen to know my partner's dad, but they had a whole bunch of mutual friends. So they were talking 
for an hour. He was supposed to come and help hang out with us. And say just talk to our painter for an hour. But all their shared experiences. We started to wonder, like, do you think our... Since our dads have never met. Like, do you think they know each other if they did meet? Like, wouldn't that be strange? So, hey, maybe these old folks, they just get around long enough. And they just happen to meet so many people that... Yeah, they just know a lot of folks. I will definitely call myself ignorant in that department. I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe, like, I'm actually surprised that, you know, you and her have known each other this long. And both, you know, party members' parents haven't met each other yet. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why that's never come up. Her sister's never met my siblings. Yeah, very separate Son families. There you go. Hey, no, that's fair. And also, it could be a issue of just, you know, logistics and locations. So, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, Unless, some, some of that, the only reason... <laughs> If 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 you two were to get married, I know you're not, but if you two were to get married uh, and have the whole big ceremony and whatnot, then like that'd be so funny if like both you know bride and groom's parents meet at the wedding. That's that'd be pretty funny. That's what she's always saying. She's like, they're never going to meet until we have until we get married. And I'm like, yeah, well, well, they won't go into that too much. Wait till the next <laughs> life, anyways. There you go. Um, speaking of life, though, it's as they're as they're discussing life, the universe, and everything. They, they, they're mentioning something about, you know, like, they, they, again, they question how these guys know each other and what's what's going on here and why they're dressed in this beautiful, beautiful attire that I, I really love. Um, kind of reminds me, by the way, of uh, the House of Ravenclaw from Harry Potter, because uh, <laughs> their colors are blue and silver, although this is, of course, white. Uh, but I just couldn't help but think of that. Um And they're like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're a secret society above above the law. It's like, Tell me something. Uh, is, no. your, is your motto, nothing is true and everything is permitted? <laughs> I, I gotta say, that is the case. Let me check your wrists there for a second. And how many fingers do you have on your left hand? Anyways, um, Zuko knows this, though. He's like, he's the one to be like, wait a second. I think I know this. As he like notices the garb around there or the, the pattern around there cloaks. It's like... You're the order of the of the pie show players. So <laughs> that is correct. That we are. Yeah, and of course they're adorned with their favorite piece in the pie show game, the white lotus. And yeah, he picks up on it pretty quick. And I I'll say coming into this third season, I kept waiting. I was like, oh, I feel like, I feel like they're they're really holding back on this. I thought this was a much bigger part of this last season, but yeah, it really doesn't doesn't show up until here and there's a little bit dropped in that second season a little bit of setup but even then it this turns out this is actually a much smaller part of this show than i recalled i thought the order of the white lotus was seated much much more throughout it uh you know like you know like we said it was it was hinted at um throughout the entire season uh or the entire series excuse me i think it came like even in the beginning of book one whenever uncle was playing pie show when he always had that white lotus tile remember that like he was always looking for that white lotus tile so it, yeah. was, his, it was his trump card his ace up his sleeve hmm. turns out as well uh these, these these this group of fellows was called by the grandmaster himself or a grandmaster so there isn't just one grandmaster there's there's could be multiple it sounds like that'd be from uncle ira himself Ooh, hmm. hey that should perk you up there, bud, because it's like, hey, we haven't seen him in a while. And I do like that during this whole discussion, no one makes any mention to Aang. 
until Boomy, you know, he, he starts to realize, hey, wait a minute, someone's missing from your group. And it's like, oh, wow, of course, Boomy, he's the most attentive of the group. That's weird. Where's Momo? Yeah, then it turns out he's looking for Momo. Well, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Saga has a good delivery, of course, but he's just like, ah, uh, well, he, he went missing. And so is Aang. <laughs> of course, the response is, oh, well, as long as they have each other, I'm sure we have nothing to worry about. Yeah, Boomy, he's gotten, uh, you know, the, as the years have gone on, he's gotten even more kooky. No, he's got his priorities straight, and then he does, like, the thing I'd love to do <laughs> is just launches himself and, like, in, in this spectacular fashion of, like, exit, stage left. It's like, let's go, or right. No. Actually, no, it is left or from one angle, from a certain point of view. Yeah, then we cut back to Momo. He's practicing his little bat routine. He's, he's got his ears sticking out from behind this tree, and he does a little bit of night flying around. I could have sworn I heard some sonar going on maybe in the background there from him. So, But we see that Aang is still working on the meditating, and I guess he got fed up with Roku not giving him the answer he wanted. So he's like, okay, quickly retreat back in me. Let me see who else is around. Maybe they got some uh, some suggestions that line up more with what I want to hear. I've learned 10,000 things and or more than that potentially, so I should you know find somebody who gives me the right answer. <laughs> exactly. And so he, he starts looking around, okay, who's in the echo chamber here? Who's Who can just regurgitate what I want to hear? And he pulls out uh, Avatar Kyoshi, hoping that maybe her warlike ways, maybe she learned to be against that uh, the violence. Immediately, she brings up the events of Avatar Day back in uh, book two, chapter five, I believe, uh, with the whole uh, happenings of Chin the Conqueror. And because of her um, basically separating her village from his or from his tyranny, um, yeah, separated them from that. And, you know, of course, in the ensuing destruction and or uh, I guess elements of moving around, did he fall and, and die by standing his ground? Mm-hmm. And Aang's like, oh, but that was an accident, right? She's like, I would have snapped that mother trucker's neck if I had the chance. Yeah. And he, he looks just like, oh. He's like defeated. She's like, only justice will bring peace. So, so once again, you know, these, these, these avatars, not particularly helpful for Aang. Okay. What is, what is justice in this case, by the way? I don't think like, is that dealing the same? Like, are we talking karma here where it like deals the equivalents or, or what? Like equivalent exchange or, or what? Well, I tend to think of justice as, and especially that this could just be from the, the metaphorical image of the balancing scale. But I always think of justice as bringing things back to a balance. Things have been restored to what they should be to move forward. Okay, you've committed a wrong. That wrong has been paid for the other side. You know, has had had their uh, wrongs um, satisfied. Avenged. Yeah, avenged. Yeah. And so now the scales are returned back to a balance. Okay, so if I think of it like in the millennium scale sense, uh, if we have, you know, two sides that are weighted evenly if one side puts more on itself that means the other side has to um keep putting or uh, equate it basically similar to in poker where you know if you if you raise you have to see in order to like progress the game forward yeah when it comes to someone who is a conqueror whose ambition has become uh it's become such a strong drive that it puts itself in front of everyone else and harms everyone else because all that, that matters is that one person's ambition then yeah, maybe um, maybe just removing that person from the equation is the best way to solve that and bring some justice. And in a way, Kyoshi also was an Earthbender, and for, like from the Earth Kingdom as well. So, 
she did the same thing that Iroh or Zuko could do uh, by killing their father. And although she didn't usurp power, I guess she was uh, Avatar at the time and she wasn't, you know, royalty or anything like that. So she just, you know, stopped the conqueror at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then she just, after she gives her little proclamation of, yeah, the only way to peace is her justice. And she disappears and then kind of pouts and he's like, dang, you know, I, I knew I shouldn't have asked that Kyoshi. So he pulls out his textbook and starts reading about other avatars. Okay, which one's the more peaceful one? So, yeah, we, we didn't get to see that scene. They cut away right before it. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're, we're, wait, wait, Ang, where'd that textbook come from? <laughs> yeah, Momo's got it. He's got it in microfiche. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait a minute. Where's that Where's that, uh, Where's that? that bag that San, uh, Sokka had back in book two? Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the nice bag. Yeah. Maybe it got stolen. Darn it. <laughs> Oh, but first we got to cut back over to before we see more avatars. Let's get some more uh, boomy uh, stories as we see Sokka asking like, hey, wait a minute, were you in prison in Omashu? Like, how'd you get out of that situation there? Uh, if you all recall, back in uh, book two, chapter three, Return to Omashu, in the end, Bumi had declared that he would stay. He would use, mm-hmm. he would, he would uh, practice and display the principles of uh, neutral jinn, uh, which is waiting and seeing, and waiting and watching, excuse me, waiting and listening. And he waited. He waited that whole time. I don't know if he got fed or anything like that. This is the city that was under, or is under, excuse me, the. Uh, not just Fire Nation or yeah, Fire Nation rule, but uh, is controlled by Mai's dad. So just remember mm-hmm. that. Not mm-hmm. that, that made yeah, just point that that. But he's like, so I know uh, something would happen, and when it did, it's like, all right, that's my chance to start. And through um, incorrect physics and logic, uh, it's the it's the day of the Black Sun. Except that's not how eclipses work as the uh creators also mentioned in the commentary (laughs) (laughs) well maybe maybe well no yeah there's no way around it really because if because we had an eclipse a few years ago uh near our place but it doesn't happen the same time or may not happen for like yeah the same region so it's like it happened for us but it may not have happened for people on the other side of the world who are at night yeah yeah, yeah, I, don't know. I got nothing for that. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, using this opportunity, Ben uh, Boomy reaches out, and as long as he was able to see it and move his face, he was able to uh, do subtle motions with his face and do, you know, I guess like you know, facial acting to take some earthly tiles and rubble from uh, the, the streets below and free him of uh, his metal cage. Yeah, and speaking of things that uh, stand out as not making sense, and maybe I shouldn't even go here. This is, uh, you know, they always do this, but whenever I would see Boomy encased in that little, very isolated prison, I always be like, okay, where? What's the bath- bathroom situation with this little, this little box that he's trapped in? And so I was expecting when it opens up, like, okay, maybe there's a hole in the bottom, maybe there's something here, but but no, there's there's nothing there. You with you with bathrooms, me with how he ate. Uh, the air situation's <laughs> fine. He can breathe, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, what you what we didn't uh, we failed to see next to him was this cage, just also this metal cage as well, uh, with two buffoons who may or may not be alive in there. 
No, I wish we would just cut to that. That's like the after credit scene at the end of the whole series as we cut <laughs> to that little cage. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing I can really think about. I mean, that or you know who would be funny is if, if those um if those uh, nomads came and found them. Yeah, we see them. They they happen to find it one day and they're they're cracking it open, and then just two skeletons fall out. Yeah, <laughs> it smells like urine as well. <laughs> oh no! Uh, but so either way, Booby he he's set free, and he puts the fight to them, and all the, the firebenders are powerless, and so he just starts. Yeah, kicking their little powerless butts. Yeah, and starts moving uh, all their industrial buildings and, or I guess, converted buildings away. He's like, it, I, I basically have to like scalp a few of my buildings away just to get rid of the infection, and just sends them pack. Like, so what he lacks in metal bending, not discovering metal bending, like Toph, he is like displays just power. Like he has like high levels of power if that makes sense yeah which i love i think him setting the destruction in i mean the city of amashu in general is just such a cool design and seeing him just sliding out the pieces and when he brings that big statue down destroys a bridge oh it's great it's 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 played for comedy but you could play it for drama and it like be so epic yeah i think it's just the way they play here yeah it's quite epic i'd be curious to see if they try to replicate this if they ever get to a third season of the Netflix show, how that would look if if they include Boomy. That's that's definitely true, especially and I love yeah, like the size of that um, Ozai statue, which was completed by the way, because in the uh, Return to Amashu, oh. it was still under that scaffolding. And of course, mm-hmm. if we all remember, that was a uh, set piece from the pilot or the unaired pilot, excuse me, uh, that was okay. transferred over to uh, Return to Amashu. But it's pretty large, so and he doesn't. I think it's, I don't know if it's made of metal or if it's still, I mean, a stone, but like, I think he pushes, I think he uses the earth to push it rather than like push it itself. But anyway. Yeah. And so Boomy, they're all like, whoa, like that's quite the story. And Boomy looks over, he's like, oh, like it was no big diff. Like, did you guys do anything cool? You know, on that eclipse day, they should have been like, oh no, we didn't see it on our part of the world. It was still, uh, you know, it was, it was nighttime then. Yeah, we did. We we barely did anything. By the way, I just love the fact that he destroys the bridge. So it's like, how are we getting out? And then two, he also like eats one of those crystals that uh, could encompass Sokka and Katara when they were there in book one, uh, chapter five, the King of Mashu. So just that was a nice little callback as well that he eats those crystals. <laughs> hey, he was hungry. Been a while. I was wondering where. Um, oh, what the hey was his name? But remember his rabbit. Popsy, oh. poops, poopsy. That's what I believe it is. Flopsy. Sorry, Flopsy. That's who it was. Yeah, Flopsy. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, oh, where's Flopsy at? And we didn't see him. It's like, oh man, I want to see that little critter again. Yeah, maybe the Fire Nation. They'd fried him up for a nice meal one day. Please don't say that. they didn't do that to Bosco. Although, it does make me wonder what happened to all of the Earth King's other bears. <laughs> now that I think about that. Anyways. Yeah. So where were we now? I. Mm. Uh, we teleport back, not teleport. We go back to uh, the island as Aang is is getting a little bit frustrated. He's getting, he's not getting the answers he wants from you, both Roku and Kyoshi. So he's like, All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go further back. I gotta go even further. Um, so he meditates again. It's it's well into night, so it's about the same time frame where they are. And we have a brand new avatar we have yet to see. 
Mm. Uh, I think we actually, I think we've seen him before in flashbacks. I think it was in the Avatar State where we saw him use the Avatar State to like create a tsunami wave or a giant wave. Excuse me. Um, introducing, ladies and gentlemen, those who've been affiliated to the uh, Waterbender before uh, Kyoshi Avatar Kirk. Yeah, this guy seems cool. Uh, we've talked a little bit about maybe it'd be cool one day to see some prequels, even though we both don't really like prequels. Or at least I don't. But this guy, he we, we know so little about him. I think he could potentially have a cool prequel. So, uh, like like straight up, I think I, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned it on this channel or the other one. But, and I, I've said this to you before. I'm going to say it here again to remind you. This is what I thought the Avatar, or Netflix Avatar series was going to be. I thought it was going, and or what it could be, excuse me. Uh, where it's like, you could do a legit, almost like Wushu type... Um, avatar series set like a thousand years or so before ang so not even with kirk here but like do it so that it's a lot more like there's barely any steam tech or whatever technology there no industrial uh technology present anywhere where you could have it in like the high middle ages or whatever it is um and and you could do something like that live action and i think it could work um obviously the budgets would go to like either locations or the creature effects or special effects but it's like i think you could really do something like that and it's set a thousand years before you know ang and i I, it could probably work but anyways that's that's neither here nor there so uh the gist of the whole thing was that during kirk's time he was it was very very it was peacetime there was barely anything that happened uh and he fell in love uh with with his with his little of his wife hmm and then uh, trouble came and knocking because, well, I don't know what the interactions of life, the universe, and everything were like back in his time, in his era. I kind of like that as well, where we could also, not only can we use like, we have a, a calendar for, you know, because the Avatar world has a calendar, which we saw um, in the library, but you could also measure time by, we have avatars where like their eras. So it's like, that's, that's, a, that's a cool idea. But anyways... Mm-hmm. We have a there's there was a little problem where um, our old friend Ko, the face dealer, the face dealer spirit, kind of got a hold of his wife's face. Nice. So if you all remember, and this is for you, man, uh, if you remember way back, uh, back in Siege of the North Part 2, when Aang went to face Ko, Ko mentioned that he had seen and met Aang before. And that there was the face of a woman. Oh. Mm-hmm. That was, I think I mentioned that in the spoiler section, but that was Kirk's wife. Yeah, yikes. That's, that's pretty dark. I always mm-hmm. love Ko. He's, he's such a creepy villain. Uh, but yeah, and he once again pushes forward. Even though he doesn't give us much details, he, he says, you know, if I'd been more attentive, if I'd been more active in that situation, then maybe he could have saved her. So. And he- and yeah, he's, he's still not, he's still a little vague of like when he said like, you know, your destiny is to save the world uh, with what happened there. So it's like, ooh, I kind of want to know what what else happens. Uh, exactly. It's, it's, but that's the thing. It's like sometimes it's better to give us, leave that carrot on the stick uh, <laughs> and never for us to actually touch it or else or eat it. Excuse me. But he does highlight, you know, it's your job to, to actively shape your own destiny, not to stand aside or be indecisive. You gotta, yeah, take action. So once again, Aang's like, ah, crap. Here's these guys again, and this is not working out in my favor. That's sad for Aang. Okay, 
get ready. This is this is the moment. This is this is it. This is the big. Th- this is uh. Yep. Get your tissue boxes. Yeah. Get get your seatbelts ready. Like this is like like be be ready here. Like we're about to experience a lot of like G's as if we're like we're go- we're going past space, man. Like we're we're just, we're going beyond Jupiter's gravity and or Jupiter's mass or inside the atmosphere. Ooh. Like I'm telling you, what this is. <laughs> we're going to a black hole here. Yeah, as we we go into the camp and Zuko walks towards the the tent that he knows that Iroh is in, and he can't even go in. He he sits in front of the entrance and just kind of stares in. And Katara notices that maybe he could use some support. And instead of coming over and yeah, saying something cruel or turning a cold shoulder to him like she would have done like four episodes ago, giving him a <laughs> swift kick in the rear. Yeah, she's 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 singing a different tune now. And she comes to lend her support to him. Apprehensive at all the mistakes he's done, the way he's treated Uncle. Yeah. Um, this is this is what's holding him back. This is this is all the regret and you know, introspection he's getting and what he's pondering to himself. And she offers state uh, her her advice is that he will forgive him. Yeah. Yeah, and and she does she she doesn't need to do too much to convince him. I think he knows Ira well enough to know that. The guy's got a big heart. And so he, he steps in and goes to see him. But it is Uncle Iroh, so he's had a long day of eating and probably telling jokes and laughing, maybe singing. And so he's taking a nice snooze. And a very hearty snooze, too. Oh, yeah. No, this guy <laughs> sleeps like a log. <laughs> so Zuko decides to just just sit there and kind of reflect and think of potentially what he can say to try to make up for this. To the island again. Yes, once again. Poor Aang. No one understands him. No one gets him. Where's uh, another cricket? World's teeniest violin. Yeah. <laughs> so he's. I can't say he's exhausted all options because, again, you could keep. You have several hundred other avatars you could probably talk to, but he then realizes, you know, I did a Fire Nation person, a Earth Kingdom person, a Water Tribe person. You know who I haven't done yet? A air nomad again. So let's find out about the air nomad before all of them. So my the, the prior uh, air nomad to me. Yes, and I, I believe this is the first time as well that we've seen. Or maybe, no, we've seen Avatar Yangchen before. Uh, again, in the Avatar State, episode one, yeah. book two, uh, she, dem- she was the one that demonstrated... Uh, the typhoon or the cyclone that she performed with the avatar state enhancing uh, her bending tenfold. Yeah. But is this, is this the first time that she's interacted with Aang? I, th- yes, I think so. this is, this is the first time like her and Kirk have like interacted uh, yeah. only like, I guess you could say with Kirk briefly just because of uh, his wife with, <laughs> or at least when Ko stole her face uh, back in book two or back one book one, excuse me. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is, this is her. So, uh, maybe not spoilers, but we never have found out who the avatar, who the firebending avatar, who lava bent. We never find out who that is. I don't know if you remember that, but that was, that was in there. And it's like, huh? Oh, actually I can. Yeah. Now I can picture it in my head a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. You remember him? He was in, again, he was in the avatar state and like literally the, the episode. And he was the one that demonstrated yeah. lava bending. It's like, yeah, we like he's in Korra. 
but he doesn't have a speak like he's just still there so it's like we don't know who that is other than like unnamed firebending avatar before uh yangshin a more opportunity for places to mind story potentially it's called fan fiction for a reason <laughs> like it the series was released in 2005 as soon as they said like he's been reborn 10,000 years like i don't know how many fan created stories of other avatars have existed but like yeah this is just like opportunities for fans to go nuts um but anyway so um yangchen welcome nice to see you yeah and, and things start off well you know she's she definitely shares a lot of the viewpoints from ang you know about not harming life and valuing all life and ang is very excited to hear this he's like oh you know i feel the same way i'm even a vegetarian Oh, I, I've only used violence in defense and even makes it very clear. Oh, I've, I've never used it to take a life. Buzzard wasp. Me and you both know that he's uh, fudging some facts there. Asterix. I feel like the universe would know this, by the way. <laughs> Yangshin knows it too. She's just letting him have this for the moment. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> and she's like, look, Aang. Yeah, I get it. You know, you're a gentle spirit. That's nice. Your teachers, they did a good job turning into a monk. But I'm sorry, but this that's not what the role of the Avatar is. This isn't about you or your desires or your personal beliefs. This is about you as the Avatar restoring the balance. And whether it compromises your morals or not, that's unfortunately not... Uh, that shouldn't come into the equation in this case. Almost like she's saying, let go your earthly tether, enter the void, and become wind. <laughs> Mm, yeah I and mean, i i i think this one hits him especially hard coming from another airbender like that's that's a big slap yeah that that other even even previous airbenders themselves also realize this and i guess that also may be a thing in that they're they're adults so they they realize this unfortunately where they're like even mm. though we've detached ourselves from the world the the, the material world excuse me to let our spirit be free we realize that that doesn't apply to the avatar uh, who yeah. must again, like look beyond just human life and look at the entirety of the world uh, and see what is for the greater good and what will keep humanity in check. Yeah. And, and have a wider context to realize that things aren't so black and white. Aang with his more childlike view is like, Oh yeah, you know, killing is wrong. I got to do what my teachers taught me, but yeah, when, once you get older, you realize that sometimes even the things that feel the most fundamental aren't always the right fit for every occasion. Cough, cough. Batman never grew up. <laughs> wow. Shocker of shocks. You, uh, cough, cough. Should <laughs> Lois, could, should Superman have Lois Lane? Cough, cough. Hey, depends on the uh, the continuity. But, uh, but apart from those big questions, another big lingering question sits in the, in the heart of uh, Zuko as he sits and watches his uncle does a little stretch, you know, scratches with his leg like a cat does, maybe, or maybe I'm just imagining that. Could I just say, by the way, like one other thing with what Yang, I liked what her, where she said, sure. like, uh, selfless sacrifice requires you to sacrifice your peace or whatever uh, for the greater good or, or whatever. I paraphrase it. I just, I like that line. Anyways, sorry. Now to, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bomb for him. Yeah. And Zuko, he's looking tough. And I guess he, he was probably hoping at first that Iroh would be able to open the conversation, but. Once I realizes that he's there, he just kind of sits and faces away from him in silence. And then Zuko unloads. 
Yeah, it's like, Uncle, I know you must have some some mixed feelings seeing me here. You know, the little little betrayer, traitor Zuko. Treacherous Zuko. Yeah. And he, he even goes to his childhood kind of self, too. And he's like, I want you to know that I'm I'm so, so, so sorry. And then we see again the cricket coming in with the, the violin and I, I don't eh, no 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 he's not needed he's not needed for this this is this is different this is like this, there's some dignity to this all right let's have let's have some dignity for the scene please like come on <laughs> we know when like the, to use the world's teeniest violin but like this is not the, the time here um I just want to say at it's it's also before but at thirty seven forty three for for us on yeah. on on what we're watching right now. Just the side of uh, Iroh's face, hmm. covered in shadow and with some light there. Oh, I love that shot. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a really good shot. Absolutely, it's really nice. And Zuko, he goes off about you know he's 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 so ashamed about what he's done and he doesn't know if there's any way he can make up to him. But before you can say that he's going to try, Iroh just cuts him off and gives him a big hug. And I think that's the way to play that scene. I think that's a really good move. He was never angry. Yeah. He was just sad because you had lost your way. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, that got me dusty eyed. Oh, me too. Hundred percent. Absolutely. I was that whole scene I could feel that I was on the verge. I was like, oh boy, here we go. I've been wanting this for so long. And they're they're delivering it. This is all playing really well. And then it ends beautifully as well. Because he's like, I'm so happy that you came back to me. It's like it wasn't hard. You have a strong scent. <laughs> Yeah, always got to couch it with a little bit of a laugh. Um, but then back on the uh, yeah the floating island, we see another. Unless that's like a deer squirrel, I guess it kind of looks like it could be a deer squirrel. Potentially, um, and we see like either pigeons or some sort of aviary, uh, aviary uh, uh, specimens. Yeah, and we see that Aang has also been taken in the snooze tactics. I guess he gave up on his avatar meeting and so he's okay i'll take a rest and when he wakes he notices that okay something is that is that land coming my way what's going on here why is that land moving towards me and that's when he realizes okay i guess we're heading back yeah hi what the hell is this um yeah so he 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 goes down and is like okay the island's moving what in the world oh it was okay so this is where this part so um sort of inside baseball uh in in our like i guess uh, communications uh electronic communications to, uh, program we're using we can set nicknames for ourselves mm-hmm. and i uh i counted i i called myself end of lost and he was like what is that supposed to mean it was right here where um brian and mike were actually discussing hey so you know lost is still happening right and they're like, what if at the end of Lost, uh, the island starts moving? <laughs> yeah, it's a giant turtle. So even those two geeks are like still watching Lost by this point. Good grief. Maybe, I, don't know, I don't know what they'd have to say about the, the ending of that, but oh man. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious. They should do a podcast watching all the episodes of Lost. Um, fortunately, I would not be interested in that, that podcast and would probably not recommend it. Oh, <laughs> hey, you never watched that show. I never did, but I, I just, you know, for, I, 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 I'm like lost anyway. Um, so you bought, you bought into the hate hype without seeing This it. is true. Yeah. Uh, cause I didn't understand what was going on and didn't give it its fair dues. And the fact that, you know, it, 
lost a whole season because of uh you know hey what was that a similar writer's strike hmm fair enough well, not 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 quite a, i i think that season actually worked a lot better than a lot of people think but surprisingly but anyway yeah, yeah of <laughs> so course. once he realized that the iron's moving he's like okay let's let's see if this thing's got a motor or something let me dive into the water and swim down and see what's going on motor what day is that or yeah, maybe some paddles some paddles there we go yeah the paddles and uh, what he finds is giant pet hand, hand, hand. Oh, golly, hand. Yeah, we're into kaiju land. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Gamera, of of course. Okay, well, you know what? Better than uh, better than King G instead of, uh, yeah, it's Gamera. Other King G, I suppose. Yeah, but I love the animation of the foot. I think in general, this uh, the beastie behind this, this island has a just kind of a different animation style than a lot of this show has. I think it stands out quite a bit. I will get to that, but you know, so Aang's like, we gotta get to the the bow. We gotta get to the bow of this entire beast, whatever this may be, and uh, just you know, see the 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 island creature being is is still moving towards these rocks. By the mm-hmm. way, the landscape looks similar to the first time they encountered the uh, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. So it's like, <laughs> I wonder if that's the same location. Anyway, uh, we cut back to the Order of the Pie Show players. Yeah, and the gang is put into Iro. The, the, their whole intent in finding him they're like okay you know we can't find the avatar so we need you to be our champion we need you to go up against the fire lord the uh no 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 the father lord the father i <laughs> yeah i thought that was funny father lord as tough corrects him it's like that's what i said yeah and i and iroh makes pretty pretty sound sense but i mean like no it, it can't be me to do it if i if i'm the one to do it it'll just be seen as uh, like political, just another part of this war. It won't be something that's going to change things. It'll just be like, okay, we're shifting of the guard now. It'll be Iroites instead of uh, yeah, Ozaiites, I guess you could say. Try saying those two ten times fast. <laughs> and it'll, it'll just keep the war going or end it in, in a different way than what history needs. Precisely. Yeah, so what, what they really need is... Uh, the avatar to be the one it's the only thing that makes sense in order to end it uh peacefully and set things forward in a new new path peacefully air quotes <laughs> yeah just justfully when when ang walks out with the fire lord's head on a pike then it'll be peaceful <laughs> peace again like I say, it's like the end of phantom menace where he just like raises ozai's head peace <laughs> I'm sorry if my if for all the listeners out there if the imagery they were painting with some of the violence is too much. I don't know what the line is. Yeah, just use your imagination. It's fine. They've all seen blood. It's it's probably fair. Kids kids see blood all the time. They get they get bloodied. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I just do think it is funny that a, a, a supposedly kids show the big end conflict is Aang. Are you gonna go murder that bad guy yet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he could burn him to death. He could. Um... I guess not bloodbend, but he could like, you know, stick of overload his body with water so he could put a bunch of like water into him before he like bursts. Um, <laughs> he could do what, uh, what is it? Raiden did in Big Trouble Little China where he like inflates himself before he explodes. Uh, and I guess just, yeah, hurl a bunch of rocks at him like a machine gun and cause his body to rip apart. Ah, oh, boy. That's so, let's get back to this scene here. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes after that. He could also do, like, you know, put a bunch of water into his brain and have him, like, you know, have a water death in there. <laughs> or fill his lungs with water, anyway. 
That's true. Give him give him no, no pneumonia. Or he could pull up a whole bunch of sand and just keep spilling it into him over and over again. Into his mouth. In his nose, in his ears, and Ugh. sandblast <laughs> him to death. Sheesh. I don't know if I don't know how good uh Aang sandbending is. Yeah, but Iroh does mention one more thing that uh in the end, once once the Fire Lord's conquered, it can't be Iroh that ascends to the throne and, and takes order back. It has to be someone fresh and new. And it has to be Prince Zuko, old, old Scarboy, has to be the one to do it. Yeah, perfect image, right? Yeah, the, uh, look, he shares your fear the rest of the world. He was wounded by the, the Fire Lord himself. I think I, I don't think that's bad optics, actually. Uh, yeah, you know, fair enough. I guess the, the PR is, is pretty sound there. They, they could have a, like a field. They, they don't even have the field day. It's like they have the perfect candidate for that. Um, but of course, Zuko's a little bit indecisive there, being like, um, you know, you've seen my antics for the past, like, you know, two books and how I acted before in this book. So it's like, do you, are you sure that I'm the right choice for this? I don't even think I'd study for this. Yeah, but Iroh, he, he sets like, okay, you know, Despite that, you've always followed your own path and you've done what you and, and you've gone to the goal that you wanted, which was to restore your honor. You've you forged your own way. And that's that's what we need going forward for the Fire Nation. So all good stuff here. Another good little scene. I'm, I'm very happy to have Iroh back. And, and uh, Toph asks, well, what about uh, what about Aang? Like, we don't we don't we literally have no clue where he is. And. Iroh is, is quick and is, is confident. He states, you know, the Sozin's Comet is upon us. This is the time where we shall all reconvene uh, and, and the destinies shall come together. Aang will face the Fire Lord. I love how he says that with confidence. Yeah. And I love what he says after that, where he says that when he was a little kid, he always dreamed that one day he would take Bossing Say. That was his the thing that he strived for and he did achieve. But what he didn't realize was that the real dream was that he would take it back from the Fire Nation and return it to the, the Earth Kingdom. I, I thought that was a great little bit there. Yeah, I could even see how like uh, Azulon himself could have like filled um, Ara with these uh, these images that danced in his head. Mm. Of you know, yeah, you will you will one day be the great. Uh, you, you will be a great leader one day. You will take my place and you will use it to conquer Bossing Say. Like it was almost like you know achievement. It was like. Uh, not just you know finding the avatar, but one because uh, you know the Earth Kingdom is so stubborn. So it's like I could see why it could be a thorn in the Fire Nation side at that point. Yeah, and so he's assembled all the Order of the Pie Show players, and they're all going to go in. Yeah, play some Pie Show to win the the thing back. They're going to see if they can set up a tournament. <laughs> they are going to like play the ever living heck out of Pie Show and beat all those Firebenders there. Yeah, and the stakes will be you'll leave if if you lose. So they're going to go do that, and we all know that Zuko's never been great at playing that game, and so Iroh, to be polite, is like, oh, Zuko, you know, you should go back to the Fire Nation so that once the Fire Lord's dead, then you can uh, assume the throne, you know, make sure you bring some cloths, clean up after his, you know, clean up his blood, and then, then sit in his throne. Unfortunately, and, uh, there's a new Fire Lord that will be in his place, and that is Azula. Hey, let the wool. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and so Zuko's like, "I'm ready." I was like, "No, I know you too well." Don't know if he knows about Zuko's training with the, um, the first Firebenders, but um, mm. he definitely he knowing knowing Zuko though, he's like, "Nope, you'll need help." So he volunteers Katara, 
or asks Katara, excuse me. No, Zuko asks Katara uh, for his for yeah. her help. Katara, how would you like to help me put Azula in her place? I was like, oof. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Put her in her place. Uh, you know, whip water whip that smug look off her face. Yeah, and add her to the heap of bodies or lock her up in prison. Hopefully the prison part. Uh, we'll see again. There's there's going to be, you know, Sozin's Comets, you know, arriving soon. And they'll be red everywhere. So nobody's going <laughs> to notice a bunch of blood in the streets. Oh, no. This is getting too violent. Like and Again, if anybody wants another violent commentary of ours, just go listen to our Prince of Egypt commentary. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but, you know, that that's basically the end of the war meeting i mean i guess they they're like okay i guess well ang is going to show up eventually so let's try to do what we can to be there to meet him when he arrives but you know there's not much they can do about ang for now well they're not going to do about ang but they still have one other thing that they could do the remaining three sokka suki and toff of like well there's still the problem of those airships so let's wreck some airships oh, we're yes. gonna make we're gonna literally make it like the hindenburg i mean okay that was too much oh no yeah <laughs> yeah so they decide okay we're gonna go do do we can take this and i guess the the order of the pie show players they had one of those little uh what are those guys called eel hounds it's the one that was all the way back in the chase that tylee azula and mai used uh to catch up to them when they were on terrain excuse me yeah tall springy reptile guys can run on water yeah we got one of these spares sitting around you guys can take one and oh here's this map by the way maybe they'll help you uh track down those guys and i, I like that the, that piano is the one to do that and he has a little moment with with sokka and sokka's like oh thank you master i we don't get too much but i appreciate them just calling back to that little bit showing a little bit more of a relationship there oh definitely and giving him a, a hug as well yeah no i think that's that's nice for what the runtime that they have for it um, so yeah, the the group further splits up. We have Zuko and, and Katara going off, and the I don't know the the Sokka squad heading off or the Sokka troop. Boomerangs uh, quickly to like you know dissolve or at least disperse. Uh, they, they you know like instead of breaking the the boomerang apart, they just like split each other <laughs> like they were a father cell and become two daughter cells. Um, before they leave, when uh, before Zuko and Katara leave on Appa, they ask Uncle, "Hey, what are you? What are you gonna do? Like, what's what's gonna happen at Bossing City?" He's like, "After I conquer Bossing City, I'm going back to my tea shop that I have up there, and we'll play the ever living snot out of Pai Show every single day to become literally the Grandmaster <laughs> Champion of Pai Show, and drink yeah. tea as well." It's like this man knows exactly what he wants. He's confident. Let's go. Yeah, the the, the pie, order of the pie show players are going to turn from an order to a league, and they're going to be having tournaments. Yeah, every day it'll be the mafia. Never mess with the pie, the pie show players, <laughs> or else. And so the fellowship further splinters as yeah they they all head off in their own directions. I don't know if splinter. I guess splinters is the right word, but it's for a cause. Like they're not breaking up yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, I was gonna say the the fellowship breaks, but yeah, it's it's just more splintering for a while. Spreads themselves to different two different places strategically. Yeah, and before we come to the close, we do have to return to Aang one more time as he further explores this this strange underside of the island. And as he's swimming around uh, under some pretty nice designs, 
he eventually comes around to a big eye, staring at him in the, in, under the water. The hand raises him up, catches him, and raises him up, and brings him up out of the water. And as he rises out of the water, we see this cool but creepy face, which again feels like a very different style of animation. And then I love the big zoom out that they do, so we can see the perspective of the, the Lion Turtle Island. Uh, so, and in the background, I know none of you can hear it, but, uh, the end of the beginning by, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, specifically from, uh, this Watchmen trailer, how it's slowed down, that starts playing. <laughs> Just to set oh, the mood. Okay. And, um, Brian was a little bit like, uh, how do I put this? He was a little apprehensive when he saw us again, because he really wanted this thing to be like a background, like a background instead of being like a creature under itself, but he just couldn't make it work. Mm. Um, he also mentioned that there was a turtle in the never ending story or one of those movies. Can you confirm that? Uh, huh. If there was, I don't recall. Yeah, mm. I, I don't, there was a third one to that, right? That there was a third one in that series. You know what? I believe you're right. Yes, there was. And I've never seen it. I heard it was okay. really cheap. Okay, because I because I've seen the second one on TV. I've seen bits yeah. of the first one, even though I own it. Um, but I saw the second one on TV like twenty ish years ago. And can't believe I'm saying that. And <laughs> I think there's a third one because it's the '80s, and of course that series has to have three of them. Because if there's three Karate Kid movies, there has to be three Never Ending Story movies. Yes, yeah, so there is a third one in. From what I could tell, it was extremely low budget, and yeah, I've been how concerned. You, how do you muck that up? Anyway, but this, sorry, it doesn't matter. Um, so you like you know, I don't. Would you say like this had strange animation or whatnot? Like, uh, okay, I don't know. You said strange animation, but Brian, come on, cite your sources. Like, I don't know how they did it because because they were like they they want to do like paintings that moved. I'm like ohm. Like hmm. mm -hmm. that, that's, that's immediately what I'm thinking of. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It has that more like it could be an out of a graphic novel and it's mostly still there's oh, no, wait, 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 no, 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 not, not that like the Nausicaa Ohm. Oh, those ones. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know mm -hmm. about like the Ohm from fantastic planet, but like, no, no, no. Like I guess what they're named after. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a good stillness to the imagery. Like the, even the motion is, is it's like, it's so big that it moves slow. And I, I think that helps it. And I guess it decides it's going to do a little, like little mind bend spirit bend. So this creature like huge in its existence, first off a lion turtle. Yep. Seated throughout the entire series mm. states that since before time, humans were able to bend the energy before bending even occurred. Humans were able to bend the energy within themselves, but he bestows to Aang knowledge that the knowledge Aang was looking for was right under his feet the whole time. Seated this, this traveling merchant, almost you could say not even merchant, but this, this traveling beast, this vagabond that has history that even, may arrival Wang Chi Tong. Neither mm. spirit nor maybe even beast, or okay, I think it's beast, bestows to Aang knowledge to him. Yep. And I think uh, yeah, quite the epic end immediately uh, this is one of those another one of those images that 
stood out dramatically when I first watched this. I was like, whoa, I wish this show was an ending because I want to see more of this. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like we've entered a very epic sphere for this this finale, just with the introduction of this or or should I say the, the visualization of this lion turtle. And so Aang readies as the turtle himself gives him the instructions that he will come. Mm. Be ready. And we see, uh, we cut next to uh, nighttime where we see Ozai being uh, preparing, saying, it is time for this world to be consumed by fire and reborn anew from ash. And as he's standing waiting on this little volcano or mountainside, we see the arrival of the comment, the comet. <laughs> Keep speaking. The comment, the comment has arrived. Let's go. Comment to end all comments. And oh boy, is this an epic end watching that thing. It almost looks like it's about to scorch the earth. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So those things do occur. Like, I mean, uh-huh. I've not seen them ever in my, in our hemisphere, our neck of the woods, but like, it only happens for like a few seconds and then like it leaves <laughs> this one. They've obviously they're trying to draw it out. Um, why not? And of course it bathes the sky in beautiful red. It is like the definition of a crisis event in DC, uh, the DC universe. Yep. We end on the two, uh, the two fighters. We see the fire Lord looking off as it's coming. And then we see Ang staring forward with it coming from behind. That's a great shot. Yep. We close the episode but yeah let's let's uh yeah this episode's gone quite long at this point so let's round down to some final thoughts what were your what were your final thoughts on this episode here complete filler <laughs> uh, hey get out of here with that I, I, filler doesn't even exist by this point uh there's no such yeah. thing uh with with any of this um just again set up i i'm i'm loving it it's it's set up it's it's resolving some stuff i thought so long uh what what how can i say that but definitely resolving and reuniting uh iroh with zuko and that was very satisfying ultra satisfying and uh putting the players in place for what's about to happen uh which is a good thing and um yeah no we'll uh, i'll talk about the the controversy later uh after it and we can talk about it but Mm. having a gigantic titanic uh ancient beast um showing up and bringing ang to the site uh where he'll face the fire lord that was quite intense and definitely brought something new to the show again yeah so i'm i'm definitely like you know as a as a fan i'm like what the hell is that and don't don't give me any answers because I don't need them. Mm-hmm. What do you think, sir? What about all this? Skippable? Oh no, no that yeah, beautifully sets the stage for the climax. Things are are, are starting to move fast, and oh boy, I'm getting nervous because yeah, we're 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 right on the precipice of that that big finale. And yeah, I'm pumped, and I love the introduction of the the moving lion turtle island. I feel like that beastie. Or non beastie that this 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 being just out there really expands and makes you wonder, okay, is what's going on in this world with the, this this Fire Nation invasion or Fire Nation uh, war, is it is it actually small because there's all these bigger things out there that we just don't know? You know, I think that's interesting. 
Um, and the return of Iroh, always have always loved that character, so very happy to see him again. And I think that they handled it beautifully with, with Zuko. They got everything right for this one, and I'm very excited to see what happens from those last two. But uh, but yeah, no, thank you, Isaac, for continuing once again as we come down to the penultimate two episodes. This is, yeah, we're, we're right there. <laughs> and hopefully uh, everyone's enjoying the, the show, and, and, and for, for listeners who've been following us from the start or, or at some point, Send us an email and let us know what you're what you're thinking about this stuff. If you watch this episode back when it aired, and yeah, if you think it's filler, which obviously it isn't. <laughs> yeah, well, there's two sides. There's always you know from another point of view. Yeah, if you think it's filler, uh, keep it to yourself. No, <laughs> uh, but but take us home, Isaac. Take us home. Where oh, where would you rather be? With the Order of the Pie show players playing pie show and drinking tea. Or uh, sitting on the back of that good old lion turtle. Till next time. Peace. podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Here we go again. Enter at your peril. We'll never come back again. It's got a death curse. We have such sights to show you. spirit world you have no bending there mm. spoilers unless of course it's you go through a spirit portal like in book two uh in Korra. but we'll save that for of course when that eventually gets there hey i gotta give you the opportunity to still use that spoiler section thank you very much yeah and and it's coming soon Korra. oh boy yeah no that's, that's tell me not that soon anyway <laughs> um and uh well spoilers that's the end of cole at least in animation form yeah that's the last time yeah for now for now better better that we got him at least you know mentioned one last time i can accept that yeah